0: do come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up and listen. Here are your hosts, the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of muck rockery, Emma and Lo. Okay, we're rolling. Hi tens, welcome back.
1: Sub tens. Oh, we're drinking today. It's been a long surprise week. Oh man. So um tell me about everything that's going on with you. What have I missed? What's new? Boys are shitty,
2: the job good, what's going on? Boys are shitty. Job is good. Body's falling apart. I don't even know if I told you this, but I stepped on a hill of fire ants. What? No. (laughs) You (laughs) conveniently did not mention that one. Yeah. Uh, Don't look at my feet too hard. You will throw up. Uh, And then I pulled my back out the day after. So How the fuck? Okay, so walk me through this story. How did you step on
1: fire ants? I was
2: playing with my dog in nature, minding my own business. It was like Friday at four. I was Mm -hmm. like, sweet, happy hour. Yeah. Let me go play with my dog. And I was just standing on a fire ant hill, quote-unquote hill, apparently. And I looked down, and they were covered. Like, my feet were covered. I had to run into the lake (gasps) to get them off my feet. Did it hurt like hell? It didn't hurt, but it itched. Like, apparently when... Not to go into, like, a whole (laughs) lesson, but... Apparently, when fire ants bite you, the venom that they like contain kills mm-hmm. your skin cells, so oh. they like bubble from the inside out. <gasps> Necrosis or yeah. some shit. So I had like boils on my feet. It was real sexy. Holy shit, yeah. man! <laughs> I a had no time. idea. And then I threw my back out, and I couldn't bend down to ish my feet. You poor baby. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But other than that, life is grand. Oh How my are you?
1: god, the worst that I've got is like, oh man, I worked out yesterday, and now my thighs hurt when I stand up, and that's me feeling old okay I did go to the Lil Nas X concert last week and mm-hmm. we stood up for so long I couldn't feel my pinky toes for 2 days. They were numb after the fact. What and the- kind of shoes did you wear? Okay, you know those like cute little sandals I wear all the time. Yeah. Normally I can stand in them just fine, but you know we walked like 3 miles it felt like to one of the metro mm-hmm. stations and then we got to the show and then he didn't come on for like 3 hours and I was just like <gasps> My gummy had worn off by then. Oh, no. (laughs) My pinkies. My pinkies. Was it worth it, though? Was it amazing? Great. It looked awesome. He's such a talented performer, Mm -hmm. um, and it was really cool to be that close, because I know the next time he comes to town, that won't be possible. So, um, yeah, that was really fun. We do love Lil Nas. I will be talking about him a little bit later in this episode, because um, we're actually celebrating um, the release of a certain artist's most recent album. Um, That goes by the name of Renaissance. It's been hell on my spelling and my tweets. Uh, (laughs) But uh, if you're not a Beyonce fan, this is not the episode for you. No, it's not.
2: Or maybe we can convert.
1: Yeah, I guess that's going to be my Maybe. goal. All right. Yeah. Because here's the thing is like people are either purely like Beyonce stands mm-hmm. or they hate her. Mm-hmm. That was such a crazy thing for me to like investigate while we were doing this. Any thoughts on that before we
2: dive in? No, I agree. I think the only other celebrity that is as polarizing as Beyonce is Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah, that's true. And actually, she actually comes up quite a bit when you like do research on Beyonce because she's technically outsold Beyonce. Uh, album sales That's i so know wild. right but um i think beyonce has more awards and mm-hmm. honestly, accolades. yeah but even then when it comes down to just dis- like determining what greatness is in an artist it's kind of like something you can't really quantify mm-hmm. and so when it comes to like awards or sales or whatever i know that a, a black woman is going to struggle more in getting accolades yeah. than somebody who's not that you know mm-hmm. so like I I wrote a little blurb for us to start with just something okay. I wanted to touch on about Beyoncé. Let me go yeah. through some of these notes we got. Okay. So I said that she's kind of transcended celebrity status, which I think is true. Um if you're not a fan, it's still like undeniable that she's had this huge impact on music and performance like the bar is always raised when it's she's Beyonce in the room. High. Like right. you can't yeah. Exactly. Um, she was declared the best living performer by Rolling Stones. Um, she's the most nominated female in Grammy history. She has twenty eight Grammys under her belt and a following that is so dedicated they would literally <laughs> die for her. Literally, it's insane. Or this, murder, right? For her. And this like <laughs> this iconography of like you know bee the queen bee. Like she's literally framed herself as royalty and people treat her as such mm-hmm. as she deserves. Okay, as she, as she should. It's almost like she's a god in American culture if you like think yeah. about it because she doesn't even like. I guess fuck around with social media stuff. Everything you see of her is so curated mm-hmm. that like we have no idea what her personal life is like. Do you remember that fucking shit about Solange beating up Jay Z in the ho- in the mm-hmm. elevator? Came we're like, oh my god, yeah. So like the stuff that we get to see is stuff she lets us Absolutely. know about, yeah. And, and I think
2: that's what makes her so intriguing because mm-hmm. she, you only it's like a mystery veil mm-hmm. we don't know the the messy celebrity yeah. stuff like they're just like us kind of mm-hmm. phase we didn't get that with her oh yeah so she's not just like us she truly is she's a, a monarch. um so <laughs>
1: there you go and yeah that's kind of crazy because i think because of that like iconography status this icon status legend status she has a lot of people want to be just fucking haters mm-hmm. they want to be like oh she's overrated and i'm like how I want to be like, have you watched one
2: of her videos? Have you watched one of her live performances from a technical standpoint? And the talent. I mean, the talent is unreal. And just like the visions that she comes. I did. Actually, I took a celebrities uh, class for my fourth year of college. And we did Lemonade came out that year. (gasps) The visual album. And we watched it three times in that class. And we had to like analyze. And like that alone was such like the world stopped when that came out. World stopped.
0: Carry on.
1: (laughs) Um, Exactly. (laughs) We're fans here. Um, I I will tell you right now, my top three are already from Lemonade alone, because that's such a great album. Yeah, I got two. But Uh, I think that, uh, like, personally, she's just one of those rarities in music that is like a once in a generation Mm -hmm. thing. Um, So when people call her overrated, they're just jealous. Sorry. And my boyfriend's one of those people. He's like, Beyonce's overrated. And I want to be like, do you know that she has the vocal range of Adele and Rihanna combined? It's so impressive. Do you know just that? Just the vocal control alone. I can't even get into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think You just got to respect her, you know? I think they're just annoyed that she's so saturated in the culture. Like, she has gotten into every bit of culture, and they can't get away from her. Which, like, why would you want to? But whatever.
2: <laughs> or would you want to run and hide mm-hmm. from Beyonce?
1: And I wrote this little blurb that says we could easily talk about how the nature of being a woman and being black. You're prone to more criticism in general. And then I compared it kind of to how, like... Nicki Minaj is never really considered one of the best rappers mm-hmm. despite meeting every accolade that that is measured by right you know people just want to hate because it's a woman and she's black mm-hmm. like uh, she's always compared to Eminem of all people. <laughs> like okay, okay <laughs> whatever um, but I'm not gonna dwell on that yeah. so I wanted to talk about Beyonce specifically as like an artist and a performer and like the technical standard that she meets in this industry because it's it's insane if you don't look into it a little bit like, She does it so naturally that you don't even think that it's it's so technical, but it's uh, I can't even wrap my head around it. Um, Anyway, anything that she does kind of just combines this body, soul and mind element of being an artist so flawlessly in a way that I, I have not seen an artist do since maybe like Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and she's compared to Michael Jackson all the time. I don't True. know if that's something you saw. In yeah. It. Mm-hmm. It's insane because I guess they do have like similar backgrounds. You know, they come from these like families of, of people in the industry and her manager that was like a hard ass. That was her dad. Right. And um coming from a group into a solo artist and then like also being black and like working with that as, as your inspiration for a lot of your art. There's like a lot of similarities mm-hmm. with them. Oh, yeah,
2: I could definitely see
1: that. They're very talented singers and dancers and performers. Michael Jackson had, like, a tour where, like, I want to say, like, he had two jet engine planes flying all of the shit they needed to put his, like, (laughs) stage together. I'm not surprised by that. I know. And I'm like, Uh, Beyonce would do that. Like, they're just artists that keep raising the bar, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's crazy. But some people even, like, compare her vocally to, like, Mariah Carey and Celine Dion and stuff, which, like, they're like, oh, I don't know about that. And I'm like, no, no. Seriously, listen. It's really up mm-hmm. there. Okay. Um, anyway, um, there's also the fact that she's a incredible dancer. She's constantly jumping and running and singing in heels. Yes, yeah. girl, please. I will say this about Beyonce. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is obviously very talented performer, but Beyonce's done everything he's done only in heels. Come on. So, come on. Like if it How comes down to line? it, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. Um, so just some things I learned from, from studying just like her technique, um, from like trained opera singers is she sings, um, legato, which if you don't know is the opposite of staccato. So when you sing, sing staccato, it's like that, uh, 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 like stopping legato is singing the entire melody basically in one breath. Uh, it took Beyonce. Pavarotti, the opera singer, 10 years to learn how to have do just that. She's like, move out of the way. Literally. She's like, <laughs> I got it, which is so fucking crazy and then she does it while dancing to the single ladies choreography Mm -hmm. are
2: you kidding me yeah which i i will say from personal experience i was at a bachelorette party last Mm -hmm. weekend um this is you know after the fire ants and all that stuff i did single ladies on the dance floor because i know the choreography and i there's no way i could sing that i was out out of breath breath five seconds right and i wasn't even in heels Damn it. Oh my
1: god. And like the fact that like if you sing, you know that any movement of your torso is going to affect your lungs. Like mm-hmm. you can technically get a vibrato by like reaching your arm out and shaking it. You could be like, ah right it like works. <laughs> Would technically. you look crazy? Yes, yes, but it does work. <laughs> but it affects, but for the for her voice to sound so even when she's flipping her head up mm-hmm. and down, the control that takes is literally God tier. Like she's up there Michael Phelps with the lung capacity. Yeah. It's insane. Swimming through those notes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so artistically speaking, uh, musical and color choices she incorporates into her songs are praised by vocal coaches everywhere. So in Halo, one song, oh, some of the techniques. I, I, I bet one. this one is probably on your list. I, it is
2: not because I thought you'd put it on. Oh, damn, I knew one that of us one was really gonna. really shows off her vocal range. So yeah, and I think people forget yeah. until she comes out with. Like power ballads like that. <laughs> oh my god. So it's a power ballad, but within it alone just some of
1: the choices she makes stylistically, I'm going to list some of them. She's got um, register changes, different larynx heights, uh, cres- crescendos, decrescendos, vocal fry, quiet singing, strength, riffing, vibrato, breathiness, straight tone, staccato, and even yodels. Hmm. I know some of these words. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit, because I don't know, like, I'm not a yodel. T- I mean, yeah, I could see that, actually. Um, What's the, um in Halo... I don't know. She does. It's like a pop yodel. It's not like she's. Right. Yeah. Um, Oh, in the light of your halo.
2: Right. That's. Yeah. Right. So she's
1: got that anyway. um, I would
2: like to see her in some later (laughs) hosen. I bet she'd kill. I bet she'd kill.
1: (laughs) But not only she's a skillful singer, she's like extremely physical performer and she's artistically gifted in that way. So, um, yeah, I mean, just when it comes down to it, like. There, nobody compares. I'm sorry. Like no, really, truly. you can tell me everything you want about her being overrated, but when you get the science out, it's it's You got the receipts. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing literally I think she's only really on par with Michael Jackson and I, I bring up the Heels thing again. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him do the moonwalk in some stilettos. Yeah.
2: I bet he can't. Gone too soon. But I bet she could. He can't now. He definitely can't now. <laughs> right. Okay, so that was long-winded, but I thought it was all very important to say. No, no, that's good. We got the background set up. Yes, thank you. So many haters of Beyonce are listening. At least they, like, we have the receipts now. Please, Please serve stay them tuned.
1: We're going to prove your asses wrong. Right. I guarantee. And, like, I know Beyonce fans can get crazy, but it's with it's for reason, okay? If you're going to hate on an yeah. artist for being shitty, at least hate on one that's actually right. shitty.
2: Like, I'm not... Swiftie, but I can absolutely recognize talent. Mm -hmm. Like, and some of her like career decisions, I can absolutely yeah. Like, she's killing it. Oh my god! And when people say like, oh well, Swift
1: is a better performer or a better artist than Beyonce, I'm like, you know, (laughs) she has like the worst vocal range in Hollywood. She does. I just want to point that out. It's like she works it. But like she's gotten better over the years. She's a good songwriter, but yeah. that's really about it. That's yeah. Beyonce is all of those things and a dancer yeah. and a singer and, and she's a performer, the most stardust, person literally. in the entire world <laughs>
2: and considered one of the sexiest women in R and B. So in, in the universe, in the world, <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Okay, so since I was kind of long-winded, let's start with you so you can you, you can talk, me talk a little bit. Yes.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, well, I also I think based on our last music episode, I'm much less musically um, intelligent. So mine are more just like telling about the songs and why I like them. I, I, um, I did that too. I just okay. had that little blurb up at the top. Yeah. I was like, I know some of these words. <laughs> Crescendo. I've heard that one. Yeah, I was an orchestra. I feel like my orchestra teacher would be like rolling in her grave if she knew that I knew like a quarter <laughs> of those words. Right. Um, so my number 10 is going to be Sweet Dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's from her 2008 album, I Am Sasha Fierce. Is that their f- third album? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. I think so. Boop, boop, boop. Don't worry, I've got it pulled up on Wikipedia because I knew you'd ask me this. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think it is. Or is actually, it? I, the Wikipedia is unfortunately written as a single because this, okay. Mm-hmm. So originally this title was called Beautiful Nightmare mm-hmm. and this actually leaked. Oh. So sure. it's like one of the very few Beyonce songs that leaked. I know Lemonade mm-hmm. leaked, but I think that was purposeful. Purposeful. Yeah. So everybody could go to JC's uh, <laughs> app, but. Anyway, so this song was written and produced by Beyonce and then a couple other people that I didn't recognize, but I can name them. But specifically, producer Jim Johnson. He's a Grammy Award winning American producer, and his credits include some bopping hits Kiss Me Through the Phone, oh, Yeah,", <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lollipop,
1: <laughs> oh my God. and Whatever
2: You Like. You can have whatever you yeah. like. Yeah, wow. So okay, like, obviously, hurt. has a lot of accolades there already. Um, so, obviously, this song is about um, dreaming about a lover who proves too good to be true. And you th- mm-hmm. it's either going to be a sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare, which is actually comical <laughs> because Beyonce, uh, I will say about her, she's not the best interviewer. Like, no. some, <laughs> some of the clips that I've watched. Oh my God. So, I in can't this one, Beyonce. she was like, This song is all about, is your lover a sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare? We're like, Yeah, Thanks. Beyonce. Have, yeah. You, have you seen the one <laughs> interview of, of Destiny's Child where they're high as fuck? I, I would be a whale.
1: I would be a panther (laughs) and talking about the animals. It's so funny. I love that one. I
2: almost, I almost wonder if like, that's why Beyonce isn't in the spotlight is because they know that she doesn't interview very well. It's probably the case. It might be the case. But anyways, but I do love that. She's like, let me just take one of my lyrics and put them in the interview and then everybody will understand. (laughs) So anyway, so this song has really slinky vocals and it has like a line that's a little bit more dark. And this one's actually compared to Michael Jackson's thriller Mm, a lot. Yeah. Um, I really love the way this song starts out. And this is this is very experimental for her. It's mm-hmm. not like a lot of other things on the I Am Sasha Fierce album, but it's not as experimental as other um, songs that I'll talk about later like Ring the Alarm, mm-hmm. things like that. So this is kind of in her niche but not really. Um and I just really like this song because I think it's it's it kind of teeters the line between like a ballad and an electro pop song. Mm-hmm. So it's you can dance to it, but it's yeah. also like wow, I'm in love and I want to listen to something. I cannot get that like that bass line out of
1: Yeah, it's so good. I know, it's so good. When we had some overlap, that was one of the ones I put on my list to put oh, on. And it? she's like, no, you can't have it. I was yeah. like, damn, it's What were it's you going to so say? Good. I want to hear your personal... Um, I just think that this album in general was such a solidifying of Beyonce as like a a, a force because mm-hmm. you had uh, what, Dangerously in Love and B-Day come out before those, which are great, fantastic albums. Like her first single, Out the Gate, was a hit. But... Um, This is the album where she was like, I don't know what people want from me. Do they want me to be like this more ballad Mm -hmm. artist or this like club banger artist yeah. and she's like let's give the people both and that's a do it ha- all. like it's yeah. a hard concept to pull off and she did it so fucking flawlessly it really cemented her as like i can do anything i want yeah and she
2: yeah. has proved that that is the case yeah 100 so. percent. so the singles that came out of this album one of them was sweet dreams obviously mm-hmm. and then there's also ego mm-hmm. and broken hearted girl so mm-hmm. very different range of singles coming out from this album so it really yeah. was her way of experimenting and saying you know i don't know what you guys want take it all and she killed all of it. I mean, all of yeah. it is so good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to say that, like,
1: I think Ego was supposed to be one of the singles. I think it was replaced with one of the ones on my list. I don't know. I'll it might talk- have been. There's several we'll times it. where yeah. it's supposed to be one. One and then it's the other. other. At
2: the last second, they, they, they change, change it. it.
1: Which is fair, because I want to say that... We'll talk about it later. Okay. okay. <laughs> let, me do, let me do my number 10. So, ironically... Um, this one should be our anthem to the uh, podcast because it's countdown. <laughs> um, which, I love that song. This song is so catchy. Is it the best, like technically or like whatever? No. But it's so memed on. Like that one video of the kid with the Snuggie who just. Re, like what he's in the little blanket thing and he recreates the whole video per, like frame for
2: frame I have not seen it Have that. you not seen
1: it? No. Oh, I'm putting it on the on the website. Okay. That's it's amazing. <laughs> I haven't seen it. And yeah. then she comes in with that riff off the top that I cannot do yet. I I have literally practiced it so it's oh. like it's like I can, it's can do it really slow. Yeah, same. It's like, like copy. Really it's like slow. Bu- yeah. Oh, that's good. I can't do it, basically it as good there. as her. basically You're I can Basically Beyonce. Is basically, you? hello. But she's so fast. <laughs> I can't comprehend it. It, it. She makes it sound like one note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I know, know how to wrap my head around it. What is it. that? Legato. That is, I guess, yes, legato. Ooh. When you can make it all sound like one. Yeah, geez. Fucking Christ, right. Mine goes off the train tracks real fast when I. Try that. Oh my god. <laughs> um. All right. So it's the second single off of four, which is her fourth studio album. It peaked at I seventy-one yes. on album four. Yeah, makes, that's literally. Good. <laughs> it only got up to seventy-one on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, but. You know, because this was kind of her, considered her flop album, which is funny, because even though it's a flop album for Beyonce, it still sold million. It went like platinum, whatever.
2: Beyonce never entered her flop
1: era. was <laughs> <Never. laughs> just a little less successful yeah. than her other ones. Um, this song was on the list of, two, of 2011's best song of the year in Spin Magazine, Rolling Stone, and The Guardian. It features a great riff off the top, fun music video, and parody ad nauseum in the 2010s. Mm.
2: I thought it was a good place to kick off. It's not the best one, but it's definitely in the yeah. top
1: ten for me, for sure. For sure.
2: All I can think about when I hear that song is, I used to be in cho Choir, mm-hmm. and everyone was obsessed with like singing the riff to that song and the actual song itself. Oh, my God. Um, and there's, what is the other one where she key changes? Love on Top, which oh. we will probably talk about. Yes. Um, but that one, they also <laughs> mm-hmm. used to sing obsessively. And then I remember sitting there on stage being like, wow, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, but you know what? People it's that, so
1: hard. People that are singers and people that are singers, I hate a singer, you know, a singer. and they're just out in the middle of a fucking broad daylight on yeah. the quad at college soon. I'm like, fucking nobody wants that. <laughs> Sing where you're supposed to. That's right.
2: All right. My number nine is going to be Naughty Girl. Oh, fu- <laughs> that was the other one I wanted to put on my list. That's oh, really? so good. We're getting out of the way quickly. Yes. So that's from her 2003 album, Dangerously in Love. So Naughty Girl is an R&B song, obviously, but it takes from Donna Summer's 1975 song, Love to Love You Baby, Mm -hmm. Um, influenced by all sorts of things. I think that's why I like this song so much. But it's Arabic. It's dancehall. It's funk. It's reggae. Um, it just takes basically everything and puts it in a song about sexual lust and conquest. Mm. Which what can you not love about that? It's like her first sexy, sexy song. I it's remember like sexy. hearing
1: it as a kid and being like, "I shouldn't listen to this." I know,
2: what, loving it. Naughty girl. It's quite literally about having a one night stand. It's so fucking good. I stand.
1: It's amazing. I remember I had a game on my phone that was like digital bowling or something back in the day, <laughs> and it played like a eight bit version of Naughty Girl. <laughs> menu no screen i thought it was so fucking catchy i that was is. like hell yeah but um yeah no that song just makes you feel sexy when you, you know what do.
2: bowling makes me think of one night stands <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was supposed to be like club bowling or some oh, okay. shit like that i don't remember anything i didn't play it or whatever but um i did listen to the 8-bit version which is oh very cool
2: yep great i love it it was wonderful we loved it oh my gosh But Naughty Girl actually did really, really well. It actually peaked at number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart, which is really high. Um, It came out in two thousand three. I just poured water all over just myself. just so excited that you, <laughs> you had get to so wet upset. yourself. <laughs> Woo, that's okay. Continue. Naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded um, like pee. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I really have for this one. And honestly, we could probably do an entire episode about music videos. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into those for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, both Naughty Girl and uh, Sweet Dreams have incredible music videos. I mean, yeah. all of them. Yes, they're incredible. incredible. I mean, let's talk about how tiny her shorts are in the Naughty Girl video. But I didn't go into all that. It's just I generally I just like it, and I like that it pulls um, like Arabic influences because it's it's the first time she does it, and it comes back again. That's cool. Yeah. What so what's the
1: influence? Is it like in the, the like flourishes and stuff that she um, uses? Because I know that like the Sam Smith like song is oh okay yeah. I hear it now yeah. Because a lot of the times it's like the like I don't know what it's called when they use those like flourishes in their in their notes that sounds so cool. Like that's why that mommy's oh, daddy's getting huh. At the body shop. That TikTok song. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my God. About. Those of you that started watch TikTok, so hard. I was like. Sam Smith has a song that uses similar things. Anyway, Anyways. moving on. Um, oh, Sam Smith. Yeah. Well, he kind of flubbed that release, but that's a story for another day. Oh, wait, I want to hear it. Essentially, um, he has this song that's really sexy, and it's about like a man cheating on his wife with a man uh-huh. we love. And it's like, Mommy, saved- don't know daddy's getting hot at the body shop doing something unholy. am i old i've never it's no it attached. hasn't dropped because oh. it was just on tiktok and it was just like somebody found this little snippet of it and they reverbed the shit out of it and it became like a big huge sound uh-huh. and so people loved it so sam smith's like you know people were like okay we gotta like release this and they did but they took all the reverb off of it so people so don't like, like it, it as much oh. so i was like oh what a missed Floppy opportunity <laughs> sorry but <babe. laughs> yeah it's okay. Sad. Anyway, someone who is not flopping. um, (laughs) Ever. Ever. Number nine for me is Diva. Which, as we know, is the female version of a hustler. That's right. right? Okay. So, interesting thing about this song. um, I really love it because it's like everything about it's so fun and it makes you feel like badass but it's actually compared to quite a, a lot of other like songs so um Interesting. yeah this was the second single off of Sasha Fierce I think well I don't know how many singles there were off Sasha there's probably like five total yeah, probably. maybe it was one of them um but it's often considered like a female companion piece to Lil Wayne's A Millie due to its similar beat and bass line I absolutely see that yeah, yeah. so um, because it's so similar people are like kind of it got a lot of criticism for it but I definitely think it stands on its own you know Um, it peaked at 19 in the charts but received some criticism for being close to Wayne's song despite these similarities there are some iconic lines that perfectly embody Beyonce's like brand at the time and especially during the Sasha Fierce era where she's like a diva is a female version of a hustler is a fantastic line mm-hmm. it's just so simple and straight to the point she's like i'm not fucking cutting any nonsense this is it um and it was chosen as a single due to its conflicting nature with halo so Halo's also from the same album they thought it really expressed this like duality so halo is so oh, soulful absolutely. and right and then this song is like fuck you bitch mm-hmm. like i'm coming in it's a stick up <laughs> yeah literally um <laughs> i need that
0: bag for that money
1: um So it showed that duality really well. Um, But it could also be compared to Jay-Z's song, I Just Want to Love You, which features that iconic line that, I'm a hustler, baby. Mm. I just want you to know, right? So it kind of like solidified her status up in the game, in Mm -hmm. the top of the game with like Jay and Wayne and all those people. And it's like, you can't, you can't deny, right? So, um... That song, if you haven't listened to it in a while, go listen to
2: it and try not to oh feel cool. Oh my gosh! It came on my workout playlist the other day, and mm-hmm. I was like, I could do twenty more squats. Was she dating Jay Z at that time? I think so. I think so too. Maybe Jay was like, "Listen, I got an idea. You use this, you know, influence of my song. Stay with me
1: two more months." Literally, right? Oh my god! No, because like I think Jay and Beyonce peaked as a couple in B Day, the album before. Yeah, but yeah, there was definitely a heavy Jay influence on Sasha Fierce.
2: I used to, fun fact, I, not so fun fact, I used to listen to that song before Cross Country Meets, mm-hmm. and I always came dead last. So, Beyonce <laughs> came through a little bit. It's because you don't need to prove yourself when you're listening to that song. You're like, what? I know I can do that. I'm a diva. Fast. I don't need stop to stop the track. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Literally, stop running. Stop running. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. I love that one. I do need to listen to that again. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. So, my number eight was going to be. Get Me Bodied,
0: from oh, B-Day,
2: 2006. Yeah, yeah, That's a great one. So, album. fun fact. Not really fun fact. Actually, this is fun, because the elevator scene just makes me laugh. <laughs> Solange helped write this song, which mm-hmm. I did not know. I didn't think Solange got into the game until much later, but apparently she helped. So, this one, again... This one's not very well known. I don't think a lot of people know this one. Um, This was one of my favorite ones from the B-Day album Mm -hmm. because it's like a fun version of the wobble. If you, like, really listen to it, she gives you instructions on exactly what to do and, like, pose for the camera now, click, click. And it's, like, literally you can get on the dance floor with all your friends and, like, do the same thing. And it's so much fun. yeah, that's true. So this has influences of dance pop, dance hall, and funk music. Um, So the lyrics are basically, if you haven't heard it, it's Beyonce (laughs) serving as the female protagonist, I guess, um, who's looking for an evening suitably dressed to make a lasting impression. She said "Freakum dress. That's right. Um, So actually, 2011, I think this is how most people would know it, but Beyonce rewrote and re-recorded the song. Um, retitling it Move Your Body and that was under a joint campaign with Michelle Obama. Oh. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-mm. But it was called Let's Move Flash Workout. So the idea was to promote like healthy eating and exercise, but use some of Beyonce's Cute. lyrics to like get all the kids into it. As you um, can. So this is the song that's like um a little sweat, ain't never hurt, nobody. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of refigured it into like a move your body for kids thing. And you can see Michelle Obama dancing to get me bodied. It's the best thing in the entire world. I mean, yeah, that checks. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, this one I think is very under- <laughs> Underrated. Um, again, it's just so nice to have a song that tells you exactly what to do, and if you watch Beyonce dance to it, it is so mesmerizing, and it makes you never want to move your body again
1: because <laughs> like I can never equal that. I
2: know. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, in a similar vein, I think that this album in general is just one of her more underrated ones. So, you B Day. B- day? Yeah. Agree. It's 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 her sophomore album. So right, it was kind of the one where she had to prove herself. So she brought everything out, guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. Um. So my next one is Deja Vu, which the song is probably the most well-known one off this album, but it is it like blanking. Um, uh. Oh, wait. Baby, I can't go anywhere oh. without thinking that. J- oh, so good. Um, oh, so po- vocally powerful that oh. song. Oh my gosh. So it starts off with that like, du-dun, du-dun, like yeah. excellent bass, and then she names all the instruments <laughs> and in you it. wait. ha ha, 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 ha Jay. Jay. So, um, which we love. But- I used to pet girls like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you hurting? that. Yeah. literally. We could just perform it all for you. Yeah. Um, but what is not mentioned is the fact that it's very heavily like trumpet. Like, involved with it. And this is actually a theme you'll see run through the rest of her music after this song. It's kind of like a throwback to um, Louisiana, right? Yeah. So, and and you can kind of see that in the music video for this one, too. Which, we're not talking too much about the music videos, right? But this song gives me goosebumps to this day. I love it. And it just crawls under your skin. And The trumpets are amazing. This quick, like, staccato beat, right? And Beyonce is so hot in this music video, I can't even process it. (laughs) It's like, she's sweating and just, like... It's, you're like, uh, but she's like emulating this like Louisiana Bayou Etta James character that's just like fucking killing it. In it, like the little bouffant. <laughs> it's like, it's got me feeling some I'm kind not well. right? <laughs> right? Um, I can't explain it, but it works. I think it's just peak <laughs> Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like, yeah. the, w- the way they interact is like, oh, these people were like destined for each other and you see it and you're like, yes, now I can't stand them together. I look at them and I'm like, kill him. But at this point... <laughs> sacrifice him. <laughs> sacrifice him. At this point, Jay was like at the top of the game, yeah. right? And he was absolutely like the guy in hip hop. And Beyonce was like just his little girlfriend, right? right. This song... Was like the end of that. Well, you heard
2: now. Yeah, literally. Can I say something on the record? Mm-hmm. I've never liked Jay Z. You know,
1: a fair, a fair
2: thing to I've say. I've never liked his
1: music. I do like his music a lot, but I do. I, I think it's crazy when people are like, he's the best rapper of all time, and I'm like, I guess.
0: <laughs> I, think, I suppose.
1: <laughs> I guess he was. I guess he was the most happening. Yeah. Like he he was moving the m- most shit. Though I just want to love he was a fucking banger. I was listening to that the other day, and I was like, I Okay, swear, I love you. Yeah. It looks, looks so great. Um. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so when he like just kind of was a little not even important in this song, mm-hmm. Beyonce just steals the fucking show. It's, it's insane. Like, I it's love like it. Yeah, out of the way. Yeah. And it's just like this four minute song. But like these trumpets carry you through so quickly and like her vocals just like kind of glide you along that it feels like it's 30 seconds mm-hmm. long. And you're like, I could listen to this for four more yeah. hours, please.
2: Whew. You listen to it again and you're like, wow, wow. I have deja vu. Yeah, I just listen to it,
1: and it can still stand on its own as a club mix today, uh-huh. even though it was released in like 06 Like that song comes on, there's not that's a single timeless. person that's not dancing to that, right? And they're like, and you're like hair flipping and ass shaking, yeah. like it's
2: everything. <laughs> Your whole body's got to move yeah. to it, or so else we love, yes, absolutely. Else to get out of the club. Yes, goodbye. Oh, that's such a great one. I forgot about that one, but then as soon as you said it, I was like, mm-hmm. you still back, bad, girl. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all comes back. <clears throat> What are we on? We're, we're moving
1: right along. Uh, I think it would be seven for seven? you. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So my number seven is who run the world girls. We're mm-hmm. actually, sorry, it's called run the world girls. You, you all know it better. Yeah, it's yeah, like, who yeah. run the world? Okay. So that is from her album four that mm. was released in 2011. And obvi- I mean, what can I really even say about this one? Documents female strength, female empowerment, Um, in everything so motherhood business art relationships and then some Mm -hmm. so she has the iconic line about birth the babies come right back Mm -hmm. so basically anything a man can do we can do it better and also be nurturing about it literally Um, so this is actually sampled off of which I didn't know um, Major Lazer's track Pond de Floor I didn't know that Um, but it's from a 2009 track Mm -hmm. so it pulls a little bit of African roots it's a little bit electronic and it's a lot futuristic especially in the music video it's very like Mad Max Mm -hmm. Um. It reminded me of this is what Beyonce said. It reminded me of what I love, which is mixing different cultures and eras, things that typically don't go together to create a new sound. That's so true. That doesn't tell you, like, how much of a genius she is. I don't know what to tell you. Her ability to genre bend is out of this world. It's crazy, right?
1: Out of this world. I know.
2: Um, So you can see the, like, aggressive stuff as representing, like, the actual raw female strength. Um, but the R and B elements in this song are more like feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's interesting, right? You have like the masculine militaristic drum side of mm-hmm. things. And then you have like the more feminine backing vocals, especially during the, my persuasion can build a nation part. So it's uh, all, it's all like a dichotomy. So, good. so <laughs> it's, yeah. But just when you think you're like getting a little too aggressive and you're like, wow, this song's a little too angry. She like brings it back with these Literally. nice vocals. And backtracks. <sighs> it's just, like, what's really
1: exciting to me as a fan of hers is, like, the same reason I love reading books or watching movies or, like, really good movies, really good books. There's always something new every time you interact mm-hmm. with them. And that's so true about her music, too. Because what might seem like a pop song at first, you're like, oh, no, listen to this, like, funk element or this, like, this, like disco element she's right. brought in. Or even stuff that you wouldn't even expect, marching band music, mm-hmm. whatever, military drums. It's, yep. like... It's mind-blowing and I'm like what a what a creative genius. And while there there might be like artists that are more involved in the songwriting mm. process like Gaga or whatever Taylor Swift, Beyoncé's kind of influencing these producers to add these things. Like mm-hmm. a lot of this is her just coming up with stuff and like making beats on a dr- on a little yeah. bucket, you know? Yeah. So
2: like it's you can't
1: really underwrite her influence. It's amazing. No,
2: definitely not. And the only really other thing of its kind that it actually makes me think of is um I can't remember the name of the song, but it's it's actually Destiny's Child. And it's the, I think it's called Can You Keep Up? Mm-hmm. And it has the the, it has the, the, the same drum drums. Line. Yeah. yeah. And it has the same <laughs> drums. Um, so she's been a genius since like a baby. Oh, so yeah. She's been in the game so much since she was like 10. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, her dad used to make her run laps and sing at the same time. No wonder she's got amazing vocal like, control. No fucking wonder. Since so she was like 10 years old doing that yeah. shit, I could never. No. I'm I tried in during cross country. It didn't work. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know how like when you would run in gym class and people try to talk to you, I'd be like, don't fucking talk to
2: me." No. Oh my gosh. You always read in every health textbook ever. They're like, you should be able to talk at a comfortable pace. Like when you're running. Fuck you. And I'm like, no. Are you kidding me? Like, how was your day? Like, Beyonce <laughs> doing runs. Like not even giving a shit.
1: Fucking insane. Um, love her. What a fucking talent. Okay. Indeed. Speaking of things that are hard to do, um, the next one for me is Below, off of the fifth album, self-titled Beyonce. Do you know this one? Below. I probably do if you... (laughs) Okay, anyway, if you don't know it, it was originally designed to be one of the singles off of... Is that the sexy one? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. It was originally designed to be a single, but they swapped it out with XO, which is, you know, a great song, and I thought about putting it on this list, but I think I didn't enjoy listening to it as much as I liked Below um blow is a lot more fun mm-hmm. in general i think exo is great um and it kind of gives this more like sentimental element and i think they took blow off because it was just too sexy they were sexy. like yeah i don't know if that's the this thing. is the
2: one that's like candy theme right mm-hmm. okay yeah. so like they already had part oh we just oh. played
1: footsie hello Speaking <laughs> um, of sexy, hello. <laughs> 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 they already had partition as a single so they're like we don't need another sex yeah, song you fair, know fair. so they were like all right we're good um so what I like about this one, it's very heavy, like, 70s and 80s throwback vibes. It could easily be, like, one of the first songs to kind of start this trend in pop music because it predates, like, Uptown Funk, which was kind of, like, the first song that really, like, everyone was like, oh, I really like 70s funk mm-hmm. music now by, like, two years. Yeah. Um, and then it incorporates all these fun elements that people are, like, obsessed with today, like, you know, roller rinks and, like, oh, yeah. cute little girly aesthetics with the lollipop and, like, Lana Who. Mm-hmm. We don't even yeah. know. Um. So I think that that's amazing. A lot of people had their hands in the making of this one. Pharrell Williams, Justin Timberlake, Timbaland, who she actually works with those three a lot. But um, the latter of the two supplied the backups vocals, which is great. And the music video is shot at a roller skating rink and has this great, beautiful, hazy quality to it. And Beyonce is also rocking an insanely hard combo of, like, a blue eyeshadow and red lipstick. And she does it so effortlessly. So it was like she was born with it on her face. Like, that makes most people look like a clown.
2: That's not Beyonce. Fuck
1: you. <laughs> also, she's doing it and looking good while dancing on wheels. <laughs> On, in roller skates. Oh, God. Oh she's my God.
2: very passionate about this. What was that? <laughs> this is my oh, water. Like again, I'm getting so excited. Every time we talk about Beyonce, you spill a little bit of water. Because I'm so impressed. i yeah. a little horny. It's fine. Um,
1: <laughs> I would just love for somebody to tell me that she's not a good performer after watching her dance in heels and, and then in wheels. I want to talk to them. Because please, I have some fucking business to talk about with you. That's right. Um, and I also just really love any song that's about female pleasure. There's not enough of them. I agree. So, it's it's very, like, innuendo-heavy, but it's also very easy to see what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Remind me, does that one
2: have a feature? It doesn't, right? It's just her? It's just her, I okay. think. But, you know, lyrics like, can you eat the Skittle?
1: It's the sweetest in the middle. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's come a on. girl.
2: <laughs> well, we all know our girl is not shying away from innuendos. No, absolutely and I, not. There's a song I have on my list that, my goodness, the first <laughs> time I listened to it, I was like, sweet Jesus, I need to go to church. Amazing. And I'm not even religious. Okay, let's see. <clears throat> The next one on my list is going to be Check On It. Ooh, boy, you're looking like like what you you see. see Yeah, gosh, I love that one. So I didn't really know if this one counted, actually, because it was supposed to be released um, with the Pink Panther movie, Mm. but it actually ended up not being released on that soundtrack. Um, The way that she wrote it, it was kind of refined for the movie. Um, But they ended up putting it on Destiny's Child number one hits Mm. from 2005, which I didn't didn't know. I thought it was a Beyonce song. I I think it is. But I think it's because... um, I wrote it down. So, Kelly, Michelle, and Beyoncé all did vocal production for it, and yeah. then Kelly Rowland actually sings in the song, which Okay, I didn't that know. makes sense, yeah. So, they just stuck it. Which poor Michelle? She's like, <laughs> damn, I can't even sing on the track. I guess <laughs> suck. Anyways, Michelle's always been an underdog, but that's it's... another story for another time.
1: <laughs> you know what? When I was teaching, I would have my students guess, like, 2000s and 90s celebrities for extra credit on their test, mm-hmm. and I put up a picture of Destiny's Child, and I was like, name these women, and someone's like, I don't know, Michelle Obama, and I was like, you're so close. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is Michelle. I was but... like, you're not all the way wrong.
2: <laughs> no, that's so funny. I don't even know. I mean, I know what she looks like, but I think. Which one's which? No. Yeah. Um, So the song's development was actually motivated by this phrase that I guess Beyonce and her management would use all the time. And they would say, like, check on it. So, like, if they mm-hmm. had an idea for a song, they'd be like, check on it. And so they ended up just writing a song called Check On It. Mm-hmm. Um, It's R&B and hip hop. Um. And it's instrumentally completed with heavy bass line, strings, and wind instruments. Which is very interesting. We don't see that a whole lot ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um So lyrically speaking, obviously this song takes place in a club where Beyonce is letting the male patrons know <laughs> that they are welcome to come and look at her body when she's dancing. Okay? They're welcome to do it. Come yeah. on, check up on it. So, this was originally recorded by Beyoncé only, and like I said, the song was supposed to be included on the track listing of the soundtrack for the remake of The Pink Panther in 2006. Never happened, but that's, The Pink Panther, if you haven't seen it, it stars Steve Martin. I think it's incredibly stupid, (laughs) personally. I mean,
1: Beyoncé's only in stupid movies. It was like, what? Austin Powers. Austin Powers. (laughs) She was in one movie where she played... Toxic Cleopatra. Her and Nathan Lane are a duo that can never be uh, emulated again. But the only other movie I can think she's in is the one where she plays, like, the girl who's going to kill the, her husband's af- ex-boyfriend or something.
2: Oh, I never saw that. It's not good. It's probably bad. No. <laughs> it's, she's
1: not a great actress. We love you again, so much. she keeps the mystery <laughs> veil on. Just like, I don't do interviews and I don't act.
2: Um, so, like I said, never used on the soundtrack at the really last minute. So the song was added with vocals from Slim Thug and then added on the former group Destiny Child's Greatest Hits, number one. Um but weirdly enough, even though they decided not to include it in the Pink Panther soundtrack, it plays during the credits because they realized that they would lose a lot of people seeing the movie if they took the Beyonce song off entirely. It's true. Which is so true. <laughs> but I think this song is not very well known. Um, it's definitely not up there like Drunk in Love and, and things like that because it, it was associated with the movie. So not a lot of people check on it. You know what I mean? I
1: mean, is that the one that starts with you need to stop hanging out with all the wanksters? Girls got to get
2: down with the oh, gangsters. Oh, the slim thug. Yeah, <laughs> slim thugs <laughs> part. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, yeah, Louise. <laughs> yeah, that one's uh, interesting, but I just think Check On It actually kind of reminds me of Get Me Bodied. Mm-hmm. Like, very similar, like, yeah. Beat. You know, um, like quick words. And I don't know. I just really like it. And also, she wears all pink in the music video. I love when that
1: happens. I know. I stand She got snubbed so by
2: fucking Steve Martin.
1: <laughs> that movie is so, you know it's what? Because so we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's all I remember. i <laughs> Okay, maybe that's a little iconic. <laughs> Um, Anywho. Anywho. All right. Next on my list is Flawless, which I originally had a lot higher up on my list. But then when I did my research, I was like, oh, these other songs are all just so much more technically impressive um, and like culturally relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, Flawless, though, is interesting because it's kind of like it got a lot of criticism that people were like, well, whatever the messages you're giving, you're not projecting that in the song. But I think people are stupid. so
2: are dumb um, and your opinions
1: are wrong. And you're wrong. Because Beyonce, if she has one thing, it's haters. And... <laughs> Because stupid people are never going to go away. Uh, she
2: got a nice booty and haters. <laughs> <the song. laughs>
1: yep. So this is what I wrote. Okay, probably one of the most feminist songs Beyonce has written. This one features a famous excerpt from Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's We Should All Be Famous or Feminist mm-hmm. Speech. We Should all, all, all Be Famous. We Should but, All Be Famous. But We Should All Be Feminist Speech, which um, We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. Right? Mm-hmm. Iconic. Um, it's a trap-influenced song with heavy groove, clattering beat, um the phrase bow down bitches was a sample from another one of her songs bow down which was like a random ep thing she dropped but um it stirred some controversy and was c- criticized by literally everybody uh rush limbaugh had shit to say about it oh, geez. we hate him but so did like keisha Cole. so like lots of people were like mm, i don't know how i feel about this um for being like dismissive towards women like if you're going to be supportive of women why are you telling them to bow down um when asked about it beyonce said this <laughs> I woke up. And <laughs> I can't do it, Beyonce. I was so, a whale, so, and I wasn't the Beyonce that I woke up every morning. <laughs> um, I was a Beyonce that was angry. I was oh. a Beyonce that felt the need to defend herself. I won't do it every day uh, because that's not who I am. But I felt strong, uh, and everyone says, "Oh, that's disrespectful." Um, just imagine that the person that hates you. Is right in front of you. Imagine a person that doesn't believe in you, and look in that mirror and say, "Bow down, bitch," and I guarantee you'll feel like a gangster. So, listen from that point of view. Point. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Period. I mean, it works. So true. Um, I had a sticker on my wall in my college like apartment that said, "I woke up like this," and I thought that was cute. And that was such a cultural like reset that Mm -hmm. phrase everyone was like i woke up like this yeah everybody was using
2: it as their captions on their selfies it's it's even though they were full makeup with filter but i woke up like
1: this but that's the idea is like you know it's not about necessarily what you look like it's about like what you feel like Mm -hmm. you're like i don't need to do this but i like to do it i woke up like this person and Mm -hmm. i am this person and i'm just showing you that person that i am through things like makeup and whatnot so i fucking love that um it's comments like on how women are told to just aspire to marry some man, and even when they do, they just become like his wife, like kind of how we were talking about with Deja Vu, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They obviously wanted to assure people that she wasn't just Jay-Z's little little bitch, um, despite taking time off to go have a fucking baby, you know? And people were like, well, Beyonce, where's she at? And she's like, literally living my life. Yeah. But don't think I'm just his little wife, you know? That's (laughs) right. Quote, icon. Um, This song is about how feminism is like, not just about waves or labels. It's more of just like a part of you. Like it's a, it's a, a part of your soul, right? And you can't. I mean, you can be pro woman without being anti man. It's kind of what it's about. Because a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, fuck you know this is so disrespectful. Who are you telling people to bow on? Is it other women? Is it men? Fuck you, Beyonce." She's like, "No, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I can't even so,
1: pretend to do it. God, um yeah. So I like that. It's it's about you know." Being a feminist without sacrificing, friendship, emotions, fun, yeah, that kind of thing. And I think sure. that's
2: an important thing for people to realize. Absolutely. Yeah. Is this the one that has the really strong horn line? like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the
1: remix with Nicki Minaj Ooh, on it, that's one of the best Nicki verses mm-hmm. of all time. Princess cut diamonds on my <laughs> Disney. <laughs> this year, when they were just doing track after track together, I was in heaven. I was eaten. I was yeah. like, this is everything to me. <laughs> yeah, I am satiated.
2: Yeah. Ah. I love a good Nicki-Beyonce combo. Oh, God. That's a really good one. Thank you. That whole outfall was... The the Beyonce Beyonce subtitle album. album. Yeah. That came out... I
1: think, though, we're probably biased because it came out in, what, 2013 when we were in the middle of college. Yeah. I was easily
2: influenced. The same. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) I actually pulled a lot of... Songs from B Day, so we're gonna do another one from yes, B Day, please. Um, Ring the alarm. I've
0: been this long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So for those of you who don't know the song, which again, this one's not as well known, um, but this song's about a woman who's not happy with her man, but she doesn't want to break up with him because she doesn't want the other woman to benefit from all the hard work she put into this man, mm-hmm. right? Um, don't we know And it would make it? her really jealous if she like saw mm-hmm. her man with an is somebody breaking into your apartment. I don't know, probably. Oh well. Hey, we had at least we stopped with Beyonce, <laughs> you know. Um, so. Interestingly enough, I did not know this, but the song's development, everybody thought that it was about Jay-Z, that something happened, et cetera and it might have, Yeah. but Beyoncé claims that it was actually motivated by her role in the adaptation of Dreamgirls. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the cover art of Ring... This is another interesting fact. The cover art of Ring the Alarm, when it was released as a single, it has Beyoncé in this like iconic outfit. She has alligators on a leash. A good... Peta lost their mind. Peta, I mean... Peeta, yeah. They lost their fucking mind. They were like, that's arguably abusive to those animals girl so that's just interesting used to see what they do to women in louisiana i know right (laughs) talk about it so this song was actually received with pretty mixed reception um from contemporary music critics critics excuse me who noted that it was like so different from her previous work some were commending her willingness to like experiment and take risks etc but other people were like really concerned about how aggressive her vocals are in this song Mm -hmm. it is extremely gritty if like if whoever's listening hasn't heard it um But all of that criticism to be said, it was actually nominated for Best Female R&B Vocal Performance at the 49th Annual Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, it's awesome. It's full like Hell Hath No Fury. Um, It's energetic, aggressive, filled with super hard beats, and it incorporates elements of puck rock. So again, she just pulls everything from every corner. Mm. Um, And the way that her voice sounds on this song is unlike any other song I've heard of Beyoncé's. It's, it's like true. so raw mm-hmm. and I don't know how she doesn't injure her voice. I mean, I get, I don't think she performed that one a lot, to yeah, be fair. I can imagine. Cuz
1: it probably takes a lot out of you, but it is definitely like a screamy song. Ah, and I get absolutely. the punk influence big time. I remember
2: being like, what was what year was this again, 2006? I was like such a little baby. Like I'm pretty sure I was like 10 years old. Singing about how men wrong you like, in the streets. Yeah. I'll be damn if I I'll see be, another chick on your arm. I'll be
1: damned if, it's so good. Yeah. The the idea of like a woman not wanting another girl to benefit from her hard work is so true did you know on average that like men go through two to three girlfriends before they grow up enough to be married oh, i'm not surprised by that at all and it's like oh no those are their moms those are their moms
2: <laughs> part two yeah um yes. and it feels that way sometimes so she's probably right yeah she's probably right but this song peaked at number 11 on the hot 100 charts um and it actually was her lowest peaking single until get me bodied so i have two of her lowest peaking singles what what did i'm peak proud at? of it 11th which, I mean, come on. Like, if that's your lowest peaking single, you're doing fine. I want to say that she's had
1: other ones. Maybe I just looked at, like, debut. Because
2: what, when I had. Yeah, pick- this is her
1: singles only. Singles only. Yeah. Okay. Because. Singles only mixer. <laughs> countdown peaked at 71.
2: Which, well, like. was that a single?
1: I don't, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But you
2: could be right. I don't know. Well, this, probably if, know. this honestly might have been up to that point. Yeah. Like, it was her lowest. Yeah. And Get Me Bodied was also from B Day. So. This is from B-Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B-Day, like, it was a hard, it was a
1: kind of a hard album. Like I said, sophomore albums are really difficult. But she fucking nailed it. That's right. I think Ring the Alarm and Deja Vu are the best songs on that album. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Fucking BBS Donald. Okay, anyways. I will be talking about this song again later when I go over one of my ones at the top top. But um, before we get to that one, in the complete opposite direction okay, of let's Ring say- the Alarm. Who is it? It's Love on Top. Oh, I love that one. (laughs) Um, Which is, you know, you can even compare this song and Ring the Alarm in that it is also inspired by a role that she had. Um, So Beyonce was in the 2008 um, biopic Cadillac Records where she played Etta James. And so she said that this character was someone who was just so bold so uh unapologetic in what she did that it really like encouraged Beyonce to like push the envelope and kind of step outside of her comfort zone mm-hmm. because as we know love on top technically speaking has some of the most crazy vocals out there it's got four key changes wild which is unheard of it is and almost impossible which but don't is, tell people in my show choir that oh my school. god would they just do all of them yes. And she sing, she's belting in a soprano in the in the last fucking octave over there. It's, it's crazy. Insane. It's you! It's you. <laughs> I fucking doing it. Are you kidding me? No. And she just does it with so much joy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just It's a happy song. It's yes, it's yeah. so good. So, what I have here um is that the song it just comes from like a, a raw deeper place than what she'd done before and she thinks that the vocals on this um are just not like any vocal she's had on this song because of how much she was pushing herself um and it's basically a vibe um and we love and it's it's emulating like 80s R&B like Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. Whitney Houston um Huey Lewis Jackson 5 even um <clears throat> so we love that um and beyonce doesn't really sing in her higher register a lot she's actually kind of known for having a deeper voice um so it's one of the few that does that people joke that this album's called four because of its four key changes <laughs> I <can laughs> um, see that. yeah and i also remember this song being like the last hit before the self-titled album came out and i thought i was like oh it can't get it can't get better than this for beyonce this is the best song she's ever released when it came out yeah because I would listen to it at the club too, and be like, bah, 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 "What a I mean, fun we song!" We all right? did. Right? Bring the beat in. <laughs> Anything for you, Beyonce. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she she continued to blow me out of the water. But anyway, it debuted at number twenty on the Billboard chart, which which was the second highest of her career for like a mm. debut. Um, it was number one on the U.S. Hot R and B Hip Hop Songs chart for seven consecutive weeks, wow. and it won Beyonce a Grammy for Best Traditional R and B Performance. Um, Mikhail Wood of Spin Magazine said this about the song, and I thought this was a great quote, so I just wrote it all down. Um, Though tonally the track reminds me more immediately of Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, there we've got that Jackson comparison, this effervescent throwback escapes uh, corniness by reveling in its pure joy, and as such, it becomes one of the highlights of the album. The numerous key changes that flood the end of the song could seem masturbatory, but Beyonce is not (laughs) providing... Uh, proving that she can sing as high as Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston because we already trust her to. It is energy and not ego that drives the constantly rising progression. Um, this song is just proof that Beyonce doesn't need to prove her skills. She's enjoying being the undefeated champ. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't have to do whistle tones for us to know
2: oh, yeah. that she's this fucking incredible. Yeah. Sorry, did you say masturbatory? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's like it's almost like that's she... the first word I thought of when I mm-hmm. listened to it. I was like, "This is a masturbatory it, song because it's building, right?" <laughs> it's like Whoa. Uh, music critics get out what are you guys doing i
1: did love that though because i did like the oh yeah she's not even trying to be like obnoxious that's just how she is like she's just that good yeah she is that girl she is
2: that girl i love it okay my next one is going to be drunk in love oh yeah yeah surfboard surfboard this is from her self-titled beyonce album from 2013 So this song is wild, okay? But Beyonce is recalling a passionate, intimate experience with her lover, which was literally influenced by alcohol. I mean. Literally. She's drunk in love. She uses the term drunk in its literal sense and also as a euphemism for being in love. That's cute. So, drunk in love talks about Beyonce and Jay-Z being completely intoxicated. Um, They had been married by the time this song released for over five years, so Mm. their love seemingly was like genuinely intact by the time Mm -hmm. this song came out in an interview Beyonce actually recalled her writing the the process of writing this song excuse me and she said I kind of just freestyled the verse and Jay went in and he started flowing out his verse we just kind of had a party it was so great because it wasn't about any ego we weren't trying to make a hit record we were just having fun and I think you can hear that in the record Mm -hmm, what I hear in the record is that you guys are making babies Like, nothing about that song was fun to me. It was like, I'm going to eat you. I heard that you're ruining priceless Andy Warhols. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. (laughs) Exactly. So, as far as um, charts go, this song reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And it broke the top ten in many countries. So, UK, New Zealand, and South Africa... It sold 3 million copies in the USA alone, but the biggest accomplishment of this song is receiving two awards at the 57th Grammy Awards for Best R&B Song and Best R&B Performance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, damn. So this one is complicated. This one faced a ton of controversy. There's actually some lines in this song that indicate like approval of domestic violence. Um, So Eat the Cake Anime, I'm sure we all recognize that in the song.
0: Eat the yeah. cake, anime. anime. So this is Jay-Z's the, yeah, line.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, this is a pretty famous movie scene. It's actually from Tina Turner's biopic called What's Love Got to Do With It. And at one point in the film, the person who is depicting Tina Turner, mm-hmm. um, real name Anime Bullock, has just released her own music single, and two kids basically come up to her at a diner and ask her for a signature. So her husband, Ike, is really jealous of this, Mm -hmm. and he tells her to eat the cake so they can celebrate her new and independent success. But she doesn't want any, because she's upset, right? And he says, eat the cake, anime, and when she refuses, he stands up, shoves it in her mouth and across her face so it received a lot of criticism about kind of teetering the line between like sexy and like what's domestic violence Mm. um and really just that one line kind of similar to bow down bitches where it's really Mm -hmm. one line that everybody's kind of focused on um and even when they remastered the song and kind of re-released it or performed it live uh jay-z kept that line in so everybody's like jay-z what are you doing Hmm, I thought it was just a butthole reference. No. <laughs> well, it is. So that's why it works, yeah. right? Because eat the cake technically is like mm-hmm. a woman like getting head or like yeah. tossing salad or whatever yeah. it may be. But um the actual reference with anime at the end is not mm-hmm. needed. And so, well, because I was thinking anime like Japanese animation. Yeah, I know I thought that at first too.
1: But then I right. watched the Teen Turner biopic. It's anime. God damn, I was like, this man is watching hentai. <laughs> okay, Jay. That's He's like, vibe. let me get my octopus tentacles out.
2: But anyway, so this one's got a lot of controversy. This is, like, where originally everybody's like, what's a surfboard? And surf it turns board? out to be a sexual position. Like, we all know this. Oh, is, I didn't know this. Yeah, it's apparently... <laughs> surf we can board. cut this out if not, but it's apparently when you fill the tub up halfway and you I literally, ride, like, yeah. try win my surfboard. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Yeah. Good for I her. I don't know, Anyways.
1: Why, um, what, what is the, <laughs> why do you have to fill it up halfway? What does that have to do with anything? It, it would it be, just sounds like cowgirl. It cow would just be
2: a boogie board if it was... Just, <laughs> <laughs>
1: When you listen to this podcast yeah. y'all you come for the beyonce you, know you stay it would for just the be a stupidity. snowboard if it was in the water you
2: know? <laughs> snowboard um, <laughs> but this one is nice because it's influences of rap and r and b like true vocal singing and so beyonce's voice really comes through on this one I mean when she sings we be all night like mm-hmm. Hey! Like oh I butchered that, but like what? you, yeah, yeah. Um, she just has such a strong voice, and mm-hmm. I love that she gets to play with both roles in this one. Yeah, that's true. So. I think that honestly,
1: because of this song and the next one I'm about to talk about, this is why they put took "Blow" off of the singles list because they're like all of We've our songs can't be about you, fucking Jay Z. <laughs> Not all of them can be about. That.
2: They are apparently having a great time. So. Like, maybe, why don't you have a song about how much you love him? <laughs> but, yeah, and then Lemonade came out, and we were all like,
1: like oh, oh. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it was kind of honestly crazy that Lemonade came out right after this album, because this album is about, like... My man fucks me so good. It's amazing. It's because he I feels love. sorry for the sins of his past. I mean, probably. But also, me thinks the bits does protest too much. Like, anybody <laughs> that's on Instagram being like, my man makes me so happy, he's cheating. You know? Like Yeah. They only try that hard when they feel bad. Mm-hmm. Purr. That's purr. some tea. Purr. Speaking of per, okay. <laughs> this is next song for me, uh, number four, is Partition. Sexy. Also known as hashtag Yonsei uh, into partition. Where were you the first time you heard Yonsei transition into partition? <laughs> um,
2: the White House. I have no idea where <laughs> I was. Oh, my God. Because,
1: like, that shit changed my life. I was like, ooh, ooh, Like, it hit me like a truck. Where were you like the first time? I was literally walking to the dining hall in my college, and I had just downloaded the whole album onto my iPod. My iPod.
2: Wow. We're aging ourselves. Uh,
1: I kept my iPod classic a lot longer than I should have, short though. Sure, sure. So, like... I had it until maybe, like, 2016. Oh, yeah. I still have mine. Yeah. But I, like, used it almost always. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. um, So that's my quirky girl element. Where were you? (laughs) Anyway. So I wrote... This is another sexy one, if not the sexiest one. Um, Partition was the second single off of Beyonce, and it flows between this, like, girl group pop sound to this Dirty South hip-hop track that just, like, drips with sensuality Literally. and whatever the hell else is going on in that limo you know <laughs> you want to know something really funny so the the lyric like Monica Lewinsky on, on my blouse right when lemonade dropped Monica Lewinsky tweeted, she's like, is it okay if I listen to this one? And people were like, Monica, no! This is the one about cheating! Don't do it! <laughs> Monica, no! Save yourself! And, um, yeah, so she was like, mm, not happy about that, but whatever, it's funny. I also, I follow Monica Lewinsky on Twitter, I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> is it safe to listen to this one? I love that. I know, after that, I was like, oh yeah, this girl, I love Um, anyway, so the synth pulses and thrusting baseline were designed exactly to be like, simulating mm-hmm. sex, right? Um, and it has these little like finger snaps in it, which kind of give it this like, I don't know, girly almost like, sh- don't talk, like natural element to it. If I, I guess is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. Like an authenticity, right? Um, and Beyonce actually adopted like this doo wop vocal style. Um, she utters like the occasional purr and then she also kind of ornaments her lines with these like trills. And it all together kind of gives this very much like sex moan sound, mm-hmm. right? So together it's, 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 very sexy. Um, as for the opening track that transitions into Partition, Beyonce was dubbed the Lady Thug Anthem by Billboard Magazine, Lady which is thug <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, we all need one of those in our <laughs> lives. It's true. I do hate that this particular part of the song, though, Justin Timberlake was actually the person that came up with the beat for the first part of Beyonce. Uh. And he did it on a set of buckets. He was like, like drumming along on the buns. not the trolls guy and Beyonce's oh, no. like hold on I like that <laughs> right <clears throat> I love your Beyonce impression thank you um, so Beyonce loved that it felt like middle schoolers just kind of like fucking around and like jamming and it felt like like gossiping about your friends like mm-hmm. and like doing that kind of yeah. shit. And she saw it, thought it sounded so organic that they actually kept the buckets in the opening. Wait, so, I had no idea.
2: Yeah, if you, so If you listen to
1: it, you're like, those are weird drums. It's because yeah. they're buckets. They're buckets. Okay.
2: Just when you thought they were drums.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so another person involved with this was uh, The Dream, and he actually wrote the phrase, "Beyonce all in his mouth like liquor, and Beyonce's like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable singing that. i got to
2: go, but I'm going to do it. Yeah.
1: I'm going to sing like, it. But like, just do it anyway. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, <laughs> okay. I found singing this entire song embarrassing because it was so graphic in its depiction. Of how I fuck my husband. Yeah. But she got, like, really into it as you should. And then right? she
2: turned around and made lemonade. And then she...
1: <laughs> literally. Um, She's like, I'm comfortable now. Right. Um, yeah, so it was more explicit than her previous songs. Uh, Timberlake and Timberland feature backing vocals again. And then one of her dancers, um, I think her name is pronounced Hajiba Fami, she supplied the cute little French bit at the end, which... Are you happy to be in Paris? <laughs> uh, that's from the transition, right? Oh. Uh, Beyonce,
2: Beyonce. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Right. that's <laughs> yeah. pretty good right thank that you that was really good <laughs> um did you do the middle part too or no
1: no, she just did the, the like, line at the end that's like you the, think? like, no, at the very end of partition, she's like, I don't know French, oh,
2: right?
1: Yeah. The sex? Yeah. Le, the sex? Le, I don't know. Anyway, this is what it is, it is in English. Um, do you like sex? <laughs> sex, I mean the physical activity, coitus. Do you like it? Um, you're not interested in sex? Men think that feminists hate sex, but it's very stimulating and natural activity that women love.
2: She says all that? Yeah. In that, in that French, French? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind that's of a, a long line, right? Yeah.
1: Um, so I love that uh, the beauty of this song though is that it's about a woman having sex with her partner in the back of a limo obviously um, and it isn't a sexual fantasy where the woman is like the object of the desire right it's rather somebody who has significant agency and drives pleasure from these actions so um, I love that and also like he likes to call me peaches when we get this nasty <laughs> is like the best line I'm like I bet he does saying.
2: good for you peaches
1: yeah. I would love for someone to call me peaches are you kidding that's my stripper name I'm adopting it Coining it. Coining Copyright. It. <laughs> Except Beyonce.
2: Except
1: Beyonce. Yeah. The sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Le <COVID. laughs> Oh my God. Oh, that's such a good one. Okay, I think I'm getting out of my sexy era. Mm-hmm. So let me know. Mm-hmm. I think I am. I think yeah. I am too. So next on my list, I think we're at number three. We're getting up there. Yeah. Um, Hold Up from Lemonade 2016. Yeah, what a good oh, one. Oh my gosh. So this features poetry, uh, which I talk about again later, by Worson Shiren, I believe mm-hmm. is how you pronounce it. Um, Beyonce is basically addressing an unfaithful lover, and she's telling him to hold up, basically slow down, mm-hmm. uh, and consider the consequences of his actions. Because basically, the other woman who he's dealing with or fucking around with won't esteem him as highly as yeah, she Becky will. With hair, Becky with the good so hair, with the good hair, that's right. BB Rex, are who um, all the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so. The the man's or Jay-Z's unfaithful ways have the potential of driving Beyoncé mad, but this track reads by and large like a love song. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so interesting about this song is because it's an angry love song. Yeah. It's like so compelling, right? Yeah, I agree. Over a dozen writers have been credit credited with composing holdups, so they include Soldier Boy Tellum, M N-E-K, Vampire Weekends, Ezra Coning, Beyonce Josh Tillman, whose father John Missy, and Major Lazer's Diplo. Jesus. It's like so many influences. This one, Best Pop Solar Performance at the 59th Annual Grammy Awards in 2017. It peaked at number 13 on the Hot 100, but it reached higher on the UK Singles Chart, so uh, people loved it in England, placing it at number 11. It also went on to top the charts in some countries, including Australia, Belgium, and New Zealand, which I had no idea she had so much influence in New Zealand, but she reaches the top of the charts there a lot. I
1: mean, cause what they what else are they going to listen to? Goats bleeding, like sheep, Yeah, whatever. totally yeah. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um
2: Hold Up, I think, is obviously Lemonade as a visual album. Mm-hmm. The music is very compelling, very exciting, but the the enticing part about the Lemonade album is the visual mm-hmm, aspect. Sure. So I almost feel like we could do another episode about like this music video. Yes. She's wearing like a gold dress. Mm. She's like smashing the car windows. Flag. Yeah, and there's so much about classism and racism and feminism yeah. and... Um, you know, just different elements of so many different socially complex things that that are only apparent in the music video. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to, like, strip it away. It's true. But I think the reason I like the song so much is because it's literally, like, it's. if you listen to the lyrics, they're angry. But mm-hmm. if you listen to the song, it's a very happy love song. Because it's like she still loves this yeah. person
1: and she wants them to know that. Yeah. But she's upset mm-hmm. as she should be. As she should be. But I think you're right. I think the visuals from that particular song are the most iconic yeah, from that. I agree. From that era, um, what I want to know is that how she managed to like, like keep people's lips zipped on it because like there are people who are just like watching her film like EXO and that the girl that's in the in the video for this particular one where she's smashing shit with the dress and she's like looking over and she's got that like. Uh, yeah. Grinning like jaw open, yeah. I think about her a lot. They,
2: uh, they probably just passed out a thousand NDAs. They're like one for you, one, one for, you. for you. But could you imagine if you saw Beyonce walking down
1: the street smashing cars in with a baseball bat? No. That would be my exact face facial expression too. <laughs> just like mouth open. <laughs> it's like a grinning mouth open. Yeah. Like yeah, I love
2: yeah. it. And then one of my favorite lines from any song comes from that. It's what's worse, looking jealous or crazy? I'd literally, crazy. literally, that's oh. such a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> she perfectly encapsulates that. Can I tell you when this album came out? I was breaking up with my college boyfriend. He was breaking Perfect up with timing. me because he Ooh. was kind of like into his ex-girlfriend. And I was like, I don't know if he's cheating on me or if he's going to break up with me before he does kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So um, this song, in my heart, felt it yeah. in a big way. It speaks to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. This entire album, me and my best friend in college had both just split up with our boyfriends and we just watched this visual album. <laughs>
2: It's like such perfect timing. It's oh like God. Beyonce knew you needed an angel when it's she came in. It's so true. And I remember
1: like everybody had left campus because we were staying there for like a summer semester or something. Mm-hmm. It
2: was just us. And we would
1: just sit and cry yeah. over Beyonce at, like Hold up, two they in the don't afternoon. I love you, like Literally, I love you. It was sad. Anyway, love you, Lex. <laughs> it is really sad. <laughs> we got over it. You're, Beyonce you're helped. No. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's fine. It. Fucking, and now he's bald and Think single. About- <laughs> <laughs> so. Ah, sweet justice. Ah,
0: sweet justice. <laughs>
1: Okay, <laughs> my top three are also all Lemonade songs. I think because of that, I think honestly for me, Lemonade and and Beyonce had like the most impact on me because they were around mm-hmm. when I was in college, right? Yeah, and that's like they came out when I was in college, and I think that's well, just that's like a big like, thing.
2: That's the age where we finally understood the nuances of relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, like we were talking about uh, what was it that we were listening to? It like ten years old, and I was like, "Get me body," like yeah, I didn't literally. know what was going on, right? But now I do. Now so I, I think that's why it has such an now influence. I do. This song, I think, is actually
1: one of my the next one i'm gonna talk about is i think my favorite song but i ended up putting it in third place because i think the uh, the two underneath it technically speaking and culturally speaking have a lot more influence but this song i listen to all the time um and i love it so recorded for her sixth studio album lemonade in 2016 daddy lessons oh i love (laughs) this song it's one of the best examples of beyonce and her ability to genre blend as we know we've talked about this Um, One of the producers, Kevin Cossum, said in an interview that it is pretty much a song that just bubbled up organically out of a jam session. Beyonce was just like singing about toughness that Mm -hmm. comes from learning from a father who's just really tough on you. It makes you run laps. (laughs) Literally. And and so I think in a lot of R&B and hip hop, people add these elements of of toughness to it. They feel like they have to kind of um, posture a little bit. And so the producers like, I didn't think we needed any of that. Like, I felt like it was already tough enough and its rawness. So we Mm -hmm. thought that country would be the best way to kind of exemplify that. And I I think that's absolutely true. So um, they didn't need to add much flair to it, but they wanted to, like, make it very poignant. So they ended up kind of trickling in these elements of, like, Louisiana South, because obviously Beyonce has a lot of um, background there through her family. Um, Costner also said, though, once a formula works, people want to use that formula again and again um, until it doesn't work anymore. But what's awesome about Beyonce is that she doesn't have to play by the rules. She creates them. I was like, great. That's quote, so true. Right? Yeah. And then there's this whole cultural discussion about like while historically, you know, most cowboys were black and country music is based off the back of blues music, which was invented by black people. And then cowboy culture and country music in general is just very uninviting to Black people. Like mm-hmm. I said, we were going to talk about Lil Nas X. That's exactly what happened to him. Yeah. Until a white country artist jumped on the track, Fucking right? Billy Ray. Literally, and something similar kind of happened here with Beyonce. Um, she was rejected from the basically the committee that decides whether something's country or not, which is insane. Um,
2: but wait the, there's a committee that decides that they're like I didn't hear enough twang your yeah. voice what's it called I know I have it listed on here you weren't putting a piece of wheat in your mouth when you sang that so I, it's not country enough for me yeah I don't know it's <laughs> fucking stupid but you know the Dixie Chicks the, or the Chicks now I,
1: can, I never can remember but um, they basically were like no 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 no, 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 this is fire because we love them they've always been liberal icons mm-hmm. um, and so Beyonce ended up performing it at the, um, the country music awards that year oh I didn't know that yeah okay. oh okay. do you not know about this holy oh. shit okay so you know, know how jay-z has his app where they released lemonade mm-hmm. and they didn't have it on spotify or itunes or anything for the longest time right. you could find a version of daddy lessons on spotify that was from this live performance that she did with the dixie chicks which um it was kind of a mashup of daddy lessons and long time gone so mm. they feel tired but they i had Santa. no idea it's so good too um Anyway, so, like I said, you could see this, like, rejection of black people in country through Lil Nas mm-hmm. X. Um, so, the 2016, the Recording Academy Country Music Committee, was what it was, rejected. The inclusion Lizard. of Daddy Lessons is a country song. But it seems uh, to me that, in general, that just, like, the genres of what constitutes something as country at this point just mean, like, do you have a southern accent and are you white? Like, that's literally it. Because, for fuck's sake, like, Keith Urban is Australian.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what? When what about Daddy Lessons is not country? Like it's cuz it's sung by a black woman who's I'm, who doesn't have like imagine how tired we are. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> it's it's for a lot of reasons. Okay, yeah. people were upset when she was on the 50th Annual Country Music Awards because she didn't have any country cred mm-hmm. to back it up even though she's from the south. She's literally from Texas. Yeah. And her family's from Louisiana. Like what else do you need? Um and then they were also upset that she has generally liberal leaning politics. I'm like, oh my do the Dixie chicks! Yeah, I mean y'all chewed their asses out. But like, I think honestly, I I really respect them and Billy Ray Cyrus for absolutely using their platform to to get these black artists into this kind of mix because we need them um, but there were some artists like Travis Tritt who said we can stand on our own and don't need pop artists in our award show and then was immediately like shut down by the likes of like Brad Paisley, Chris Stapleton, and Kenny Chesney they're like shut the fuck shut the up. up Which like even is that? I li- literally who are you Travis? <laughs> Travis Tritt you sound like a Tritt <laughs> annoying name so people were upset about that and I think that's yeah. really stupid um, but Daddy Lessons if you haven't listened to it is one of the most amazing songs it's just like there's the the beautiful trumpets the, the like the almost like country like vocals I can't even
2: explain it just listen to it mm-hmm. it's amazing yep I do like that one I, I do not like country music yeah. and that's like one of the few that made it through my filter because I think it like kind of harkens back to like
1: old country that mm-hmm. was country music was a historically very like liberal space about like fuck the police mm-hmm. fuck the, the man like we're out here just getting through it and it was created by black people so it it feels like it's hearkening back to that almost and then in to have this element of like female I, I think in general female country artists are a lot better than male country artists yeah. and so I, I it gives that kind of vibe too so yeah. you're getting that like Miranda Lambert kind of element but then you're also getting it's
2: Beyonce yeah. you know so it's literally Beyonce yeah Yeah, that's a good one. I did not know that she, any of that stuff, like she performed or anything. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look it up. So my next one is also from Lemonade. It should be? Sorry. Mm. This whole album, we're going to just talk about it. Yes. So sorry is very, very important um, in the black female empowerment Mm -hmm. space. Um, and Beyoncé is not, sorry, okay? <laughs> so, the director is um, Khalil Joseph, mm-hmm. but basically, between Khalil and Beyoncé, they made sure this was, like, unquestionable, unquestionably about black female empowerment, yeah. because they featured only black females. Um, the video explores black history using the visual iconography of the South, mm-hmm. reflecting the double bind of racist and sexist oppression experienced by women of color throughout America's history. So, this yep. one is, like, very important, um, mm-hmm. and especially the visual part, which I do talk about a little bit, but... That's like, how can you, you not? Know. How can you not? Know? So the whole Lemonade album, which we've kind of touched on, it, it presents black female excellence. And this is like one of the songs and the visuals that um, kind of, that's the main crux of it is black female excellence. Um, this also features poetry by Worson Shire. So when they're, you know, what, what are you gonna say at my funeral now that, oh, that you killed me. me? Oh, good. Oh, right through the heart, yeah. right? Also features tennis icon, Serena Williams. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's so much I could go into about, like, the camera angles used and, like, how strong Serena looks and um, how, like, in the beginning the the women on the bus aren't dancing and by the end they're all dancing. Mm-hmm. And so it's about, like, you know, liberation and all of that. Oh, and I didn't even think about the I, the idea of black women on a bus, like, being a symbol. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. Okay. Yeah. There's, like, there's pages. It, it, stuff. Yeah. Like, some people do their, like, uh, thesis on some of this stuff. Like It it's makes crazy. sense. Um So basically this song, what it boils down to is that Beyonce has got her husband cheating. Mm. This is Becky with the good hair. Um, It's not about, um, what did I, is this English? Hold on. Oh, anyways, it's not about like kind of letting heartbreak to destroy you, but it's more about like bouncing back from it um, and telling him to suck on her balls, which I love. Um, (laughs) So it's not meant to play out as like an attack on the unfaithful husband, a.k.a. Jay-Z, but it's instead a self-empowerment song. Um, which showcases strength, courage, and wherewithal of all the women who have dealt with the situation. Mm -hmm. Which I, as somebody, and maybe this is why it means so much, I've been cheated on a lot, and this song means so much to me. Right. um, Because it's not about, like, the typical cheating songs that are like, don't leave me, we've worked so hard, or, like, some of her other songs that Mm -hmm. are like, I'd be jealous if you found another woman. This one's like, no, fuck you, dude. I'm going to live a good life. Yeah, which is why I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of fans trying to pin down who Becky with the good hair is, this was a big deal when it Mm -hmm. first came out. Um, some have concluded it is a fashion designer by the name of Rachel Roy who Jay-Z was friends with but Miss Roy herself denied it I mean why wouldn't you you'd yeah. be like literally under fire by yeah. Beyonce fans <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy um, and a lot of people have just said Becky with the good hair is not a real person which I boring uh, it's gotta be it's because gotta be, he right? cheated on her ass I know. As otherwise Solange would have beat his ass I know. it's gotta be someone please um so, in the United States, this track peaked at number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100, but also charted in Australia, Canada, France, Iceland, Ireland, the Netherlands, Scotland, Sweden, and the UK. God damn. So, like, all over the world, people are listening to this, and suck on my balls, balls. I've had oh, enough. I've had enough. She says oh. balls twice, because there's two of them. There's two of them. <laughs> Don't forget the left one. <laughs> but, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, but if, if we ever did another another episode, like, later down the line about music videos, this one is absolutely going to be number one on my list. It's and I think iconic. I agree. I think the reason, like, b- both
1: of us have so many songs from Lemonade in the mm-hmm. top is that it's just so rich. It, like, it's really hard to compete with it. And yet, yeah. you know, her other albums that follow this are great, too. Like, Have you listened to Renaissance yet? A few songs, yeah. I, I really like them, but this one, I think, is my favorite mm-hmm. because it it's just so full of emotion. And, like, it's one of the first times you really get to see into her
2: life. Yeah. And it's, like
1: damn okay
2: right. and that's like it kind <clears> of <throat> takes the veil down like you know the mystery of Beyonce mm-hmm. is not there like she's being very raw it's great Which, and it came for you too it came at a good time mm-hmm. in our lives like it's just yeah and it's just it's it's I album. really
1: would struggle to find any woman that didn't relate to it in some, right? regard. in some way
2: Yeah. and because
1: of that it just speaks to so many people and I can't even imagine how moving it must have been for black women specifically because the entire visual album it kind of relies on the same kind of motifs and elements mm-hmm. about that um and and they're just very impactful still to this day. Yeah, so for we sure. love that. Um we'll so Beyoncé. My number two is also from this album and it's Don't Hurt Yourself. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> which oh <laughs> Why did I God. sing it like that? That was it's weird. great that Don't we, hurt yourself. I mean that's it. <laughs> you're basically her good job um, so the way that Daddy Lessons is kind of like this genre cross with country music mm-hmm. Don't Hurt Yourself is, is considered a rock song actually
2: I could see that yeah Yeah. so
1: um, it's another example of how she genre blends excellently it was produced by Jack White from the White Stripes who also performs ah. on the song um, and if you don't know the White Stripes c- please come on Seven Nation Army did you not go to middle school did you skip that it also heavily samples um, Led Zeppelin in the the track so a lot no. of it is actually there is rock music in it um someone compared it like to ring the alarm because it's very similar mm-hmm. thematically um, and it I think that it's different in the way that ring the alarm while very powerful feels like it's a third party story. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one feels so raw and emotional. Same idea, but there's just this anger in it that you can't manufacture, you know, even if you're the writer of a song, it's very raw. Um, So it received nomination from the Grammys for best rock performance, which almost solidifies it as a blended like hip hop rock pop song. Um, When asked about it, Jack White said it transcended genre. Like he called it the most bodacious, vicious, incredible song, saying he didn't even know how to classify it. Landing on soul rock and roll, whatever. <laughs> I like the I like Bodacious. That's yeah, right. Uh huh. It's true. Uh, her titties is titty and in that too. <laughs> I will be saying you get under boob, top boob, cupcake, whatever the hell you want. And I am. <laughs> there's no straight for explanation <laughs> for why I know that. Um. Anyway, you can compare her easily to these like vocal powerhouses like Betty Davis and Aretha Franklin, and she actually has been compared to Aretha Franklin a little bit because some people have called this like a modern day respect. Um. But it has her. Belting in a whole other dimension, specifically that of Janis Joplin and Tina Turner, right? Mm, yeah. So, um, someone from the medium says it's one of the best rock songs of recent years, just full of rebellion emotionally and stylistically, which, like,
2: yes. yes.
1: And at the end, when she, like, throws the ring at the camera,
2: oh my God. Oh, I need to rewatch
1: it. I haven't seen it in so long. Oh my God. And it, t- this is another song that kind of gets under your skin with those, like, throom, throom, yeah. Throom. Oh my God. And to have it in a parking deck, perfect setting. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh, With those braids and that yes, jacket, I think about it jacket. a lot. That's why it's the cover of the album. Yeah, because it just encapsulates this this rage, but it's almost like the divine feminine rage, mm-hmm. and it's so amazing. I just want to bottle it up and sell it. You know,
2: is that is that the first one that comes on in the? It might be. I think so. I I just remember I saw that, I think, first. Because, like, when the Lemonade album leaked, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't able to see the whole thing because I didn't right. subscribe. So I just saw, like, whatever music videos had leaked. And I think that's the first one I ever saw. And I was like, holy shit. Right. This is about to change my life.
0: Some of the other songs
2: on Lemonade, it took me like a couple times to like come around to them, but that one was an immediate. I was like, damn. Holy shit. It's cause she's like screaming on, and it's yeah. like,
1: you can kind of see the ring the alarm, like scream vocals yeah. there. And it's like, your average a- Oh my God. <laughs> But when she gets to that, you just gotta let it be line, and then let it be, let yeah. it be. That's called uh. like, that's like love on top key changes with belting, mm-hmm. screaming, and emotion. Yeah. It's like
2: uh,
1: uh, incredible. Yeah.
2: I'm not well after that one. Oh, whoops. I scrolled up to the other list of stuff. Hold on. The For our next episode. I'm like, let me, <laughs> hello, hello, hello? let me name a couple. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm at my number one, which is crazy. Yeah. Okay, so my number one Beyonce song is Irreplaceable. To the left, to the left. Yes, yeah. from B-Day. Um, so this was actually written by Neo, which I did not no, know. No, it sounds like a Neo song. It absolutely <laughs> sounds like a Neo song. It makes so much sense. Um, so interestingly enough now that we're talking about country Irreplaceable was actually a country record makes sense so Neo originally wrote it for song uh, songwriters or singers excuse me like Faith Hill or Shania Twain and I could totally mm, see that yeah. being a thing right I can hear Shania being like go ahead and get gone, call up that chick anyways <laughs> but it was luckily rearranged to give us the beautiful product that we have today into a mid-tempo ballad with pop and R&B mm-hmm. influences um, so Neo had to modify the vo- the vocal arrangements and the instrumentation to make it um, more of an R&B flair um during the production and recording sessions, Beyonce and Neo wanted to create a, a record where people of either gender could relate, which mm, I think yeah. kind of speaks to the song's popularity. But it went on to become Beyonce's fourth number one single in the US and remained at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 for 10 consecutive weeks. Jesus Christ. I
1: mean, I remember when that song was just everywhere.
2: Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't get away from it. It was in shopping malls, uh-huh. it was on the radio, yeah. it was everywhere. Um, so Airplace will actually gained such prominence that Rolling Stone magazine placed it on their list of best songs of the 2000s. Mm. Um, and it was named the 25th most successful song of the 2000s as a decade in the U.S. Jesus, 25th most successful song of the decade. That's, That's insane. A, makes sense. I mean, imagine how many songs come out in a decade and she got 25th. Wild. So this song is, I love it because it's a sassy breakup album and it's very much female empowerment. And it kind of reminds me of sorry in the sense that like I am not groveling over the loss of you cheating on me. I'm mm-hmm. just simply going to move on. Yeah. So. And that's fair.
1: I think if you've been through that enough, mm-hmm. there comes this point where you're like, I'm done wasting my tears and my energy on this person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Goodbye forever. that
2: chick and see if she's home. Literally, like
1: I remember breaking up with my college boyfriend like the day he like walked out the door, I closed it. I was like, I'm not going to cry another fucking tear over mm-hmm. this motherfucker. And even if I was that, I was like, no, bitch, don't yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. You've already done uh... it enough. You've mourned this relationship plenty. Mm-hmm. And that's what this song kind of gives me that yeah. vibe. Where... No, I agree.
2: No tears. No tears for this stupid ass hat guy. Also, <laughs> people, stop cheating on Beyonce. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Literally, what are you doing? Are you blind,
1: idiots? <laughs> are you stupid? That just is like that. It, that's proof enough that like men don't cheat because they are like attracted to another woman more. It's a power thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a they feel insignificant thing. It's a go to therapy thing. Yep. And I hate them for it. Yeah, I hate them all. <laughs> so like Beyonce being like, you can be a fem- feminist and be pro woman without being anti man. I'd be like, girl, I'm anti man for yeah, you. I was like,
2: actually, I'm both. Is actually, that okay? I'll be anti man for invited? you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so she's a lot she's got a lot more grace than I do, which is why I like seeing her in these like angry songs. Sometimes, but Irreplaceable is like an angry song that's not angry anymore. It's just fed up, Mm -hmm. and that's it's absolutely good. And the the vocals on it are beautiful too. When she ends it on that like, I can't even do it.
2: Great song. Yeah, we in the music video I won't even go into, but
1: it's burned in my mind. (sighs) They're all good. She she released a music video I think for every album on Sasha Fierce too, and like it was just a constant thing she did. And after that, she's like, you know what? Because I am that bitch.
2: (laughs) I am that bitch. (laughs) I'm the bar.
1: (laughs) alien superstar that's Sweet. the best song off that album <laughs> i didn't put any renaissance things on here because I, I need to give them time to simmer to yeah, set i
2: want to have a full like listening party mm-hmm. with like popcorn and like an edible and i need to just oh, like let it i'll be doing that tonight yeah that
1: sounds great <laughs> oh god Weird okay later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This. all right so my number one
2: can you guess it
1: if you can't you don't have
2: to uh but you're gonna be can you give me a hint can you give me like an element from the music video <laughs> When he fucked me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. <laughs> I know the song. I cannot think oh of gosh. the name for the life of
1: me. It's Formation. Oh duh! Oh my gosh! Which, by the way, that Red Lobster line is fantastic. Cause I know Beyonce. You're not eating that red, not lobster. red Lobster, girl. Don't even play Yo, me like that. I've been to Red Lobster since 1997. <laughs> don't play me like that. But also, thank you for um, I you're supporting that sexuality. Yeah, but also
2: <laughs> the cheddar, I the cheddar babiscus. I
1: yeah. She says I'm not a I'm not a. a, a <laughs> a Red Lobster attendee, but I support that lifestyle. <laughs> I'm an ally. <laughs> Say something, oh ally. Ally. my <laughs> <Thank> God. So... <laughs> Um, we're stupid on this show a bit <laughs> all right so this was the lead single off of lemonade um and it built up so much hype for this album it's insane mm-hmm. which like absolutely as it should we love um it's an r&b song with a trap and bounce influence that celebrates her cultural identity as a black woman and a southern woman while reveling in her success as she should um and once you get into like analyzing it structurally you're like wow 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 mm-hmm. i had so much fun reading about this one so It was named Best Song of the Year by Rolling Stone, Time, NPR, and Complex in 2016, and in 2019, it was named the Best Song of the Decade by Essence and Parade. So like she went, she best was
2: song of the decade. Yeah. So forget my fucking twenty five. But you got that was like, one. but
1: that's just growth. Like twenty five in the two thousands to best in the twenty yeah. tens. It it's just amazing. shows her character yeah. growth over time, which is it's what she deserves. She's got hot sauce in her bag. Sweat. Oh my gosh, I will tell you the only thing about this song that I can't stand is when she says that line. I love the line, but I heard it like she sounds like she has a stuffy nose, and now I can't unhear un- it. Sauce, hot
2: sauce in my bag. Hot sauce in my bag. Maybe back, that's so why she needs the hot sauce. Literally, declare those sinuses.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay um it won all six of its nominations at the vmas it was nominated for a record of the year song of the year and best music video at the grammys it won the best music video of the year though um as we know music video features heavy like louisiana references including images of like flooded cities and these huge french style mansions there's this like iconic image of her sitting on top of a car that's like basically underwater Mm -hmm. um and you're like oh shit um rolling stone named it the greatest music video of all time in 2021 oh, yeah. um yeah so like literally Accolades. every accolade you yeah. can get for a song she's like oh this thing oh this old thing i'll put that in my bag yeah too. <laughs> literally um so to promote the album beyonce performed the song at the super bowl halftime show oh, yes which which was uh, a moment in time because it was very controversial mm. um it sparked discussion of racism and politics since her dancers were dressed like black panthers Um, Which, by the way, if you guys think the Black Panthers are a hate group, no, they're not. Do some research. Thank you so much. Simple Google. Literally. literally. I hate the people that are like, well, like, well, if the KKK is illegal, why are the Black Panthers legal? I'm like, because one's lynching people and the other one's not. Period. Okay. Anyway, um, conservatives claim that the performance was anti-police, anti-American and racist against white people, which is so fucking stupid. I can't even comprehend it. Um, Also, good. Yeah. (laughs) Also. Also, good. Yeah, we are those things. Um. (laughs) It became known as a protest song and was adopted as the anthem for the Black Lives Matter movement and the Women's March, as it should be. So it's like, you know how you talked about Beyonce kind of expressing this double bind of being a woman and a black woman Mm -hmm. at the same time? Like, it's the same idea that this formation song is like became an anthem for it but it also kind of has this element of fun like you guys want to put me down and I'm still the culture like I am still what you want to be like despite you saying you don't want that yeah whatever Um, so it's also gone on to be like the study of several colleges and universities because like like as you said it's so fucking interesting Mm -hmm. and it came out at like the perfect time right when all this shit was starting not starting but being like called out for real so um, she's one of the first person people to do it and I appreciate that she's so outspoken politically because I think anybody with a platform like that that doesn't use it for that is a coward. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, This song was originally just supposed to be another like female anthem like single ladies. But uh, Beyonce started writing verses for it and then the tone ended up shifting and it ended up being more about like her identity and her heritage. Um, And she actually was like, I want this song to be accessible to people. I want this to be like a celebration song and I want it... To be like a song that marching bands can play. Mm-hmm. Um, so they incorporated lots of horns. Um, and it ended up invoking this super duper New Orleans kind of vibe. And I think it ended up inspiring just all of Lemonade, right? Um, it blends and this it's beautiful. Ah, um, it's amplified by adding this amazing synth technique that they use. At the very beginning that you hear, they're like, ding, ding, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It emulates a tweaked banjo, which is very mm, Southern, yeah. but like elevated, like modern kind of combining dance hall country pop, like hip-hop everything and it's just like ugh, tasty when you think about it yeah um, for sure
2: the country council is like are you using a banjo? we can't that's tell. not allowed actually a synth baby thank you <laughs> um thank you babe so damn it i can't do it <laughs> I, my
1: beyonce is not great friends i gotta work on it. it's like a deep texas accent yeah it like a little little honey on it i can't do it though um so i love that this unconventional structure of this song just deviates from the norm of pop music so perfectly it's even been compared to bob dylan called dylan-esque in how it doesn't have a clear structure and what i mean by that is like there's no clear chorus to it what it does is it instead is a chorus and then like a super chorus mm-hmm. that just absolutely like it just builds, gets, builds, builds. builds like a love on top but like in this like fun dance like mm-hmm but with a meaning behind it kind of element. Um, it just blows everything out of the water. I, I can't even compare it to I anything love else. I that one. That's yeah. a good one. So she pairs down her normally like insane vocal range. This is like one of the songs where she's not really belting on it so much. And she's subbing it in for what people call like a lazy trap vocal, which is kind of her just like, her refusal to code switch to be what white people want her yeah. to be and it's like a uh, just reveling in her blackness which I was like what a great touch Um the first line even calls out people who think black women can only achieve success through manipulation and deception where she's like y'all hate is corny with that illuminati mm-hmm. mess like absolutely yes. like, she built that shit from the ground up she worked so hard from the time she was a kid mm-hmm. you can't even mm-hmm. claim that she has the power that it's she does
2: conspiracy. I like, want to punch up. people
1: get over again, it
2: again we say are you dumb? Mm-hmm. are you stupid? are you blind? are you blind? yeah um it's just like an
1: unapologetic celebration of womanhood of blackness of of her success and it's like i almost want to listen to it like a daily affirmation song
2: right you know you can see your alarm in the morning like i'm not
1: black but it makes me feel good it's like you know okay ladies now let's yeah. get information oh, yeah it makes you want to conquer ooh, the world ooh, ooh. and she does that in all her music all her music makes you want to conquer the world mm-hmm. and that's why we love you beyonce oh it's true
2: it's, it's a good way to end it we thank do you. love you beyonce thank you for being so influential um please if you know beyonce send
1: her this uh, beyonce if you're
2: listening <laughs> and, and <laughs> beyonce if you're listening. Not listening
1: if by oh. some reason it's like these haters are corny <laughs> just, with this illuminati guess know that i love you and you're amazing and the rest of us love you too and if you don't yes. love beyonce don't listen to my show goodbye
0: <laughs> it has been so lovely having you in for a little tete-a-tete if you have any further tittle-tattles or salacious salutations, you may contact us on the World Wide Web at 10 tenspodcast.com Or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at 10 tenspodcast That's 10S on 10s podcast. podcast Or via email at 10sOnTensPodcast 10s at gmail.com. Until next time, ta-ta and doo.